0: Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
3: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: But the big story of the night, we were given the gift of new stuff right before we came on the radio. Uh, a story that broke in the overnight hours. Uh, the uh, the story, uh, Woj Bomb. So Woj has all kinds of credibility, and uh, we believe Woj, who's his own entity, but he says that James Dolan, the owner of the Knickerbockers, is deciding right now whether or not Phil Jackson will remain on as the big kahuna in charge of New York Knicks basketball. So the words weighing the future thrown out and questions of whether or not Phil Jackson can handle the job. And so uh, what do we make of this? What do we make of uh, the possibility of Phil Jackson leaving the Knicks? Now, my position on this is I keep Phil Jackson. Uh, I keep him around. I I believe Phil knows what he's doing. And now he's made some mistakes. There's no question about it. He's made plenty of mistakes. uh, But you've got to remember, and the thing that the Knicks fan doesn't seem to understand is you're dealing with James Dolan. And... While you might be excited for the moment and have some euphoria at the idea of Phil Jackson being gone, that he's going to be the fall guy. You're going to blame everything on Phil Jackson. You're not going to blame any, anything on uh, the lethargic Carmelo Anthony. Uh, and I know that's conventionalism, right? Blame Phil Jackson. He hasn't played a game since the 1970s, but it's his fault that these moves have not worked out. I get it. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's uh, been a slug since he got to the Knicks, and Porzingis his idol appears to be Carmelo Anthony. He's he's trying to model his game after Carmelo Anthony. But the thing you have to remember is that you get rid of Phil Jackson, the one who makes the decision on who replaces Phil Jackson is James Dolan. And if you look at the track record of James Dolan, roughly 100% of the time, the person that Dolan decides is the solution to what is ailing, the elixir to Nick's basketball is another illness that he provides. So you really want to go down that road? You really want to go down that avenue? Well, many Nick fans, judging by the reaction that we have gotten here, some of the feedback on social media, yes, 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 yes. And so we'll know more in the morning. But let's get ahead of the story, as they say, and let's take the position you and I, that Phil Jackson will be removed as the executive in charge of the Knicks. That later today, when the sun comes up, in the here and now, Phil Jackson will be out. There's clearly a lot of chatter about this. Now, James Dolan has done some irrational things. I don't need to give you a sermon about that. Uh, It's well documented, the, uh, the moves he's made that are... Not the norm, shall we say. They're they're unorthodox moves that Phil Jackson's made. But who is going to get this job if Phil Jackson is removed as the Knicks executive? I got three names for you. And Let's talk about this. I got three names. Number one, Isaiah Thomas. You want Isaiah Thomas back as a stopgap? Isaiah can come back, and he's been around the Knicks and was fired and Brought back and the, the whole thing. NBA royalty. Long-time track record with James Dolan and his playing days. But since he retired, he's failed as a businessman in several ventures, failed as a coach in the NBA, and he's done some broadcasting work off and on. But with the New York Knicks, back in 15 years ago almost, he was hired as the president of basketball operations with much fanfare with much fanfare, and that included the Larry Brown years while he was in charge, and Isaiah Thomas making some irrational moves via the trade and all that. Anyway, it did not end well. There were lawsuits involved. He went into college coaching for a while. But he is back under the umbrella of James Dolan. So Isaiah Thomas is plausibly on the payroll Last I checked, he was an executive for the WNBA team in New York. And so he's he's still in the picture involved in that. So Isaiah Thomas is an option. The two other names I've got are out, ones outside the box and will have a very small chance of happening. The other one will be the flavor of the moment. The two other names I've got, I've got Sam Hinkie. Trust the Process, in Philadelphia, he got let go. No one's even talked to Sam Hinkie about a real, a real legitimate return to the NBA. And then the last name, which is going to be the favorite and everyone to go on and on about, is David Griffin. David Griffin was the general manager in Cleveland the last couple of years, and he just got let go. There was a supposedly a butting of the heads, if you believe that kind of thing. But David Griffin removed as the general manager in Cleveland. So if you were involved in this and you were giving your advice, now last hour we gave advice to James Dolan. I told him to keep Phil Jackson, but let's assume he didn't listen to me, and now he's decided, okay, uh, well, everyone wants me to get rid of Phil Jackson, so I'll, I'll kowtow to, the, to the, way, the wind blowing this direction, and I'll get rid of this guy. So what are we going to do? And let's say that David Griffin, no relation to Peter Griffin, I don't believe, but David Griffin is the one in charge now. Is is that the person you hire? I, I would not hire David Griffin. I know there's a lot of fanfare around this guy, and he'll get endorsements, and there'll be tributes from different people around the NBA that are going to glorify his resume. Here's my position on David Griffin: A, he is a product of LeBron James. He he rode the coattails of King James. And that's great a great place to be in, and all that's wonderful. But for the last couple of years, LeBron James has been the one that's been running the Cleveland Cavaliers. The franchise was an absolute embarrassment when he left. Uh, there was so much despair and distrust of, of everyone involved. And David Griffin was part of that. He has been with the Cavaliers. I think he started in 2010. Right around the time uh, LeBron said, "Asta la vista, I am out of here. I am gonzo. So when Griffin took over, the second part of this, when David Griffin took over, uh, he he took over a team that was obviously needed to change some things around. The Cavaliers that he put together won in the neighborhood between 19 and 33 games, Their their win total in those years. They had a year with 21 wins, a year with 19, a year with 24 wins. And David Griffin is the general manager that decided that Anthony Bennett should be the number one pick in the NBA draft. And yet there are – and there's apparently no regrets about that because there's so many people that are propping this guy up. It's annoying. It's, it's, you know, David Griffin could turn out to be a fine GM, but you can't hire him based on Cleveland because LeBron James was the one that composed that roster. He was the craftsman that put that together. Now, David Griffin was a contributor, but I'm not going to give him credit for that. I mean, there's so much propaganda going around about this guy's great, they got to hire this David Griffin. Any job that opens up now, whether it's the Knicks job or down the line, there'll be other general manager jobs that open up, and people go nuts on this. They're like, this is an amazing GM. we got to hire this guy. And I'm like, really? How the hell do you know that? How do you know that this guy's an amazing GM? Because when he was the GM in Cleveland, when he was a vice president and then GM, when LeBron wasn't there, they didn't win more than 33 games. And he drafted Anthony Bennett with the number one pick. Does that sound like a genius and a franchise savior? Not to me. Maybe to you. Maybe to you it sounds like that, but not to me. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to refute any of that. Very difficult to prove me wrong, I give you uh, all of my my evidence. Well, most of my evidence. But if you want, you are welcome to join us. You can be part of the program. We had a kid caller last hour. The pride of British Columbia called up. That was a lot of fun. Uh, But you are welcome to join us. The number is, I I almost gave it out. I almost gave it out. See, I didn't do it. I stopped right before I was going to give it out. You know the number. I that, Don't! that was almost an overreaction. I was almost going to give it out. I didn't do it. I stopped right there. But well, that would have been. Now I would have had a heart attack. We would have had to dump it. If I had given out the number, we were going to have to dump the number. That See, Ben, been.
5: I told you. We no. didn't even need to reverse nah, the, nah, nah, the nah. calls are going to be
4: great this morning. I, I, I did not give out the number. I did not. Yeah. All right. Anyway, all right. So the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You can be part of this uh, so you know the number. Also on Twitter, at Maller. That is at Ben Maller, and you can join the festivities. There are some other reports here that we've uh, we've heard of that uh, are trying to piggyback on the Woj report that are saying that Phil Jackson is expected to uh, be removed, You're fired as the Knicks executive. So we will see whether or not that is accurate. But it is expected that the Knicks will announce that they're going one way and Phil Jackson is going the other way. And so I gave you three names, Isaiah Thomas, Sam Hinkey and David Griffin. You know who I'd like to see James Dolan hired, hire as the GM? Charles Oakley. How much fun would that be if Charles Oakley became the GM and he can hire John Starks as the assistant GM and Patrick Ewing, who just got the job at Georgetown, could quit that job, and he could be like a, th- a third man in in the executive uh, wing of the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. We'll just bring them all in. We'll just bring them all in, one after another. Every old hack, Nick. Is Ken the Animal Bannister still around? We can bring him in there. We'll throw who? him out there. Ken the Animal Bannister. Never heard of him. Mark Jackson can be the coach. We'll get him off TV, thank God. Uh, that'll be good. Who else can we bring back? Who's get-
5: Kenny Skywalker?
4: Skywalker. He's out there somewhere. Can I get a Trent Tucker as my shooting coach? Bring Trent Tucker back. Let's let's reunite the band. Let's bring the band back. Nick Basketball. We suck now, but at least we got players you heard of from the past. How about that? All right. Uh, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we are getting bits and pieces here. People trying to piggyback the Woj report that uh, – that- Phil Jackson is uh, gone. Phil's probably not that upset about this. I would keep him, but Phil's like, ah, fine, I'll go. I'll move back to Southern California full-time. I'll sit out at the beach. I'll do my meditation. I'll get a yoga mat. I'll sit down on the sand there. I'll be good. There's nothing to worry about. I'm fine.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Fire in. This is when Big Ben gets
2: grilled. Here we go. Third degree time and the coupe de loop. Ben reports say that the Timberwolves are still looking to trade Ricky Rubio for a score. Now, with a core three now of Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and Jimmy Butler, theoretically scoring shouldn't be an issue, and a point guard with Rubio's ability to distribute the ball should just make it easier. So if these reports are to be believed, are the T-Wolves trying to ruin a good thing?
4: No, not at all. They're trying to make it an even better thing. right? This is an effort to keep up with the Joneses, or in this case, the Warriors and the Cavaliers and the other elite teams in the NBA. Minnesota now thinks they are an elite team. Whether that's true or not, I believe they are much better and should be a top four team in the West. Uh, They have to prove it on the court. But the the thinking here as to why to get rid of Ricky uh, Rubio, number one, what is the Achilles heel of this guy? He can't shoot. What is the skill you have to have to become an elite team? You have to have everyone on the court that has the ability to shoot. Certainly a guard has to have the ability to shoot. It is a component of the modern game that is not just a demand. It is a requirement. And Rubio is a career 37 percent shooter. That sucks. If Minnesota has any hope of legitimately contending with the upper echelon teams in the West, they have to get a player at that position that can hit the outside shot. That is more valuable now than passing the basketball. Rubio had a career year last year, and he played very well in the second half for the Wolves, but he shot 40% overall. That is not going to get it done. You need to have someone that shoots a higher percentage. And number two, Tom Thibodeau has the core elements with that three-headed monster. As you mentioned, you referenced that. The goal now is to make minor adjustments, and what some would see as just meaningless, but they're not insignificant changes around Butler, Towns, and Wiggins. If you get those shooters around those three, because Butler is a guy that will go to the basket a lot. He can shoot a little bit, but he's more of a go-to-the-basket guy. You go out and get another shooter or two, you then have a legit shot of causing heartburn and anxiety
2: to the other teams at the top in the West. Next! And the Rams announced that they are going to cap the number of tickets they sell next season at around 70,000. Obviously, uh, they've been playing in the Coliseum, which holds over 90,000. The reason that they are giving is that they want to fix overcrowding in the parking lot and concessions. Now, Ben, you went to a lot of Rams games. Do you think that this is a legit reason, or are they already preparing for waned interest due to the team sucking?
4: No, no, this is an authentic situation, okay? Uh, a, the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum is a dinosaur that, c- you compare this to modern stadiums, it's a joke. The USC has spent a lot of time, University of Southern California spent a lot of time and money to fix this place up. The problem is the infrastructure, the tunnels the concourses, there are no concourses. There's one concourse. They're way too small, and it, it's, it feels like a fire hazard when you're there. It's like there's too many people in a compact area. It's a Herculean task to make your way around the stadium when there's a huge crowd there. So I don't think this is an issue of the lack of interest. This is just trying to make it a more enjoyable experience for those that go out to Rams games. And B, the Rams, they're in this weird – holding pattern right now they they are stuck in this spot where they're gambling on a no-name coach boy wonder Todd McVeigh is his name they're they're, they're gambling that this guy's going to be able to get it done uh, that they will be able to find a quarterback they drafted this guy number one Jared Goff who stinks and was terrible last year and it's the job of this new coach who they got from the Redskins, Sean McVay's name, to, uh, to actually try to figure out how, if he can play or not as the quarterback whisperer. But as far as the, the interest, no, I've not
2: sensed that there's a lack of interest. After one year, after 20-plus years of no football, next. Lakers center Evitza Zubats says that Zubac. he— Zubats! Yes. Zubatsa. Zublaza. Zublaza? Uh, Kareem Ab, Kareem Abdul Zubar. Zubar. There you go. He says that he wants to work with Kareem in order to improve his hook shot. Now, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that would argue that Kareem's skyhook was almost impossible to defend against. Now, it most certainly was a huge factor in making Kareem the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. All that being said... Why don't we see the shot used more often in today's NBA?
4: Well, this is something I bitched about. I got into a fight with a hack producer that used to work here. They got fired, thank God. One of the best moves this company's ever made. This guy was a hack, and he fought me over the sky hook, this loser. Now he's unemployed, thank God. Uh, but I won. Uh, the, this guy thought the sky hook was regularly used in the NBA. It has not. The sky hook has gone extinct. It is out of here. There are two reasons. First of all, it ain't cool. The Skyhook is a relic of basketball's past. It was at its heyday in the 1950s. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I read a, a book uh, that referenced Kareem learning the Skyhook and all that. He first used the shot, but he wasn't the first one to do it. He, he learned the shot in fifth grade. But players that were stars before Kareem, George Mikan and other centers of the, like the 1950s and that era, they were the ones that used the skyhook. That now Kareem perfected it. He learned it when he was in 5th grade and he practiced it every single day and by the time he was a senior in high school that he he had an advanced degree in the skyhook. Secondly, the problem with the skyhook is it's not sexy. You know what's sexy? A hammer dunk. You know, posterizing or fatheading somebody. That's that's an attractive play. A three-point shot, nothing but net. That's an attractive play. The skyhook, it's more like a ballerina. You've got to have good footwork. Your body movement has to be right. All of that's required to get it right. And there's not a big market for male ballerinas. It's not something that people go out of their way to watch. They don't bring much to the table. If the NBA banned dunking, then the skyhook would become a thing again. Now, I have maintained, you've heard me say this before, Coop, it is the most unstoppable shot. And if, if I had a kid that was as showing signs of being good at basketball, I'd go all LeVar Ball, and when he was in fifth grade, I'd teach this kid the skyhook, and I'd force him to do it for three or four hours a day. Okay, And then by the time he ended up a senior in high school, this kid would have a scholarship offer to any school in the country. No one can stop it. If you can, can mimic what Kareem did, but that's, that's why it's not around uh, Any more. All right, uh, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That's a winner! Yeah!
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio
4: app. It worked. The coup, the overtaking of the Knicks franchise, It happened. All this mudslinging and character assassination of Phil Jackson, a smear campaign to counter his arguments against Kristaps Porzingis and uh, personal attack after personal attack discrediting a man that is the greatest winner in NBA history. When you look at all the championships with Chicago and the Lakers and even one, he's, he's so old he won with the Knicks. But story after story, all the mouthpieces repeating this, got into the echo chamber that Phil Jackson was the devil, and he didn't know what he was doing, and he was falling asleep, and all of this hate speech, and it ended up with James Dolan, apparently, uh, by all reports here, deciding you are gone. Uh, Fox Sports Radio learning in the overnight hours that Phil Jackson is expected to be removed and he is going to be out as the executive of the Knicks. Now, we're trying to figure out why, why now the start of free agency and some of the early speculation, people spitballing. And it seems to make sense if you're going to spitball that this is all over Carmelo Anthony. And Phil Jackson, we are hearing, went to James Dolan and tried to convince James Dolan to pay out some $50 million to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. And the Knicks decided, screw you, we're not going to do that. And so James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, who usually makes the wrong decision, has decided that Carmelo Anthony, I'm going to side with him rather than Phil Jackson. Now you can debate whether or not Phil Jackson – is is in over his head as a GM. I, I like Phil. I believe he will figure it out, but he's not going to be given the opportunity to figure it out. But do you really want to partner up with a 33 year old malcontent, Carmelo Anthony? Are you gonna you're gonna to go to battle with Carmelo Anthony, one of the most les- lethargic and spiritless players in the NBA of this generation? That's what James Dolan is going to do. You're better off with that. Now, I understand from a marketing standpoint, people go out, they want to watch Melo play. There's a lot of low-information fans that like that. They like what he stands for, and they put up with the uninspired play that Melo usually brings to the table about mid-season or so. He shifts it down a couple of uh, gears, and those bad habits have rubbed off a little bit on Kristaps Porzingis, but that would appear to be the case. Now, a a couple of thoughts. Number one, I've been very open about this. If I was running the Knicks – I would not have gotten rid of Phil Jackson. I would have kept him around. Uh, and now the second part of this is, what do you do now? What's going to happen? Well, we hear that Steve Mills, who uh, apparently he's the the one underneath Phil Jackson, he will be the one that is in charge on an interim basis. Never heard of him. Uh, who the hell knows? He's a nondescript, uh, generic NBA executive. There's a million guys like that that work in pro basketball. And so... What happens next? Who's going to get the gig? That's the next hurdle the Knicks have to get over. And some of the, the early names, Isaiah Thomas. I'm not kidding. Isaiah Thomas's name has popped up in this. The usual suspects, Sam Hinckley, uh, who Boy, that would be great. You imagine the New York Knicks who are just going to openly tank for, like, the next decade the New York Knickerbockers because that's the Philadelphia strategy when they had Sam hinkey just lose and lose and lose and lose and lose. Now the Knicks lose anyway, but would New York put up with that kind of incompetence and malpractice of basketball? I would put him very low on the list of candidates. And you've got David Griffin when he was the vice president of basketball operations for the Cleveland Cavaliers. uh, They were horrific. They were Terrible. Uh, Griffin took over in 2010 as the VP of Basketball Operations, and he eventually became the GM. But as the VP of Basketball Operations, you have a say in player movement, and the team was brutal. Now, that was after LeBron left, but the roster sucked that entire time, that entire stretch, unless you'd enjoy, if you're a Cavalier fan, you you reminisce about the Alonzo Gee and the Wayne Ellington years, the – Who else was on there? You had guys like C.J. Miles was passing through there and a bunch of random nobodies uh, that played on those Cavalier teams in those days. And and, and also as the the VP of Basketball Operations, uh, David Griffin, who is out of work now in Cleveland, was also overseeing things when the Cavaliers drafted Anthony Bennett, who is now out of organized basketball. I believe he's trying to hook on overseas. That's one of the other candidates. Uh, We'll see how this uh, shakes down. And I'm going to guess that Phil Jackson is not there. You think Phil shows up to this thing? Is Phil going to show up? Are they going to force Phil to show up and claim that it's his decision and he's going to be the one that says, oh, no, it was my idea. I decided uh, I'm not going to be here past two years. Phil doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants to do that, that he's not just going to be a lemming and follow along. But if he wants to get the money, if Dolan says, I'm not going to pay you the money unless you go to the news conference, then I'm I'm guessing that Phil will indulge. I think that's fair to say, that he will swallow his pride, and he'll be like, all right, I got two years left on my contract, and all I got to do is show up for like a 30-minute news conference and take a boatload of stupid questions. I'm good. I'll do that. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, there is other stuff going on outside of the Phil Jackson Saga, and some of it involves LeBron James. Have you heard the narrative going around about good old LeBron? Not a free agent, not a free agent, but he continues to be getting a lot of attention. Now, this story was presented to me by several members of the Maller Militia. Some of my email guys. Uh, one of them is a podcast listener. I think his name is Jim. I believe that's his name. Anyway, uh, these guys uh, reached out. They were very excited because they saw a headline on the Internet, and they wanted to bust my chops because of the story that was going around the last 24 hours about LeBron James. Now, if you did not hear this, maybe you missed it. You were doing something else. There were big headlines on the websites and social media that LeBron James will never be a clipper. <laughs> Big headline there. So this is what I want to talk to you about. Now, someone named Mike Wise uh, is spreading this narrative. So the the question is this. How much value should you put in a speculative report about LeBron James and the Clippers? Uh, now, a couple of things. This is both subjective and uninspiring. All right. Uninspired and unsurprising as well. So I guess that's three things. Uh, and let's break this down. Now, number one, this is an opinion of some writer who I've barely heard of. We're not talking about a Woj bomb. When a Woj bomb goes off, it's a neutron bomb. If Woj says this, then I'd be worried. But I'm not going to even be worried, and I'll explain why in a minute, but I don't even really know much about this guy, Mike Wise, other than the fact that he's been around for a while and there's nothing he's done that's all that interesting, he did apparently report uh, that the weed thing, that he was in the Cavs' locker room and he smelled weed in the Cavs' locker room during the NBA Finals. We talked about that. So as far as I know, Mike Wise is not part of LeBron James' inner circle. And so it's unlikely that this is really insider information. It's just an educated guess as to what's going on. I might be wrong. Maybe he goes out and smokes weed with King James and they have a great time together. I don't know. But it's more probable than not that this is just a spitball situation. And he thinks this is going to happen, and so he's putting his name on it. He said this during a radio interview. It's hard to believe that LeBron James has already made any decisions and closed any doors, considering that we're still a year away from this story advancing to that point. Now, the second thing here, it's unsurprising, and and that's what I didn't get. And I, I enjoy the fact that you guys are trying to bust my balls here and you're sending me these emails and messages on social media during the day. I'm honored that, you, that I'm in your mind like that. But if you paid any attention... Uh, On several occasions here, we've talked about LeBron James, and I have taken the position for several months now that LeBron James is not going to play in Los Angeles. And we can break this down and analyze it and chop several teams off the list if we want. He's not going to the Knicks. Uh, they're, They're a chaos situation, even with Phil Jackson out. Certainly, if Phil was there, there'd be no chance. But now with Phil gone... We assume that's like a 3% chance. The Celtics aren't going to happen, whether it's because you don't want to live in Boston or it's just not a good fit. You can also eliminate the Clippers and the Lakers. He's not going to the Lakers either. And the reason he's not going to play in L.A. LeBron James is because why? He'd be in the same division as the superpower of basketball, the Golden State Warriors. It would be unimaginable that LeBron James would walk into the lion's den and say, okay, I can't beat him in the East right now, so I'm going to go to the same division. That makes no sense. It's illogical. It's stupid. Now, nevertheless, if you want to advance the narrative, he's got a house in L.A., in Brentwood, LeBron, so why not? If it's between the Clippers and Lakers, then I will – Counter back and say that you pick the Clippers. They got the better owner. They've got Jerry West. You, you're in complete control. The Lakers are a, uh, the, essentially the Knicks of the West, right? What? They're dysfunctional. They have a weak roster. They have shaky ownership that doesn't have the kind of muscle that Steve Ballmer and the Clippers owner has. They just don't have the finances. And they have someone I've never heard of named Rob Palinka as the GM.
5: What is still wrong with the Clippers?
4: We know LeBron is the real. Uh, GM. So where is he going to go? Now, I, we have done an exhaustive year-long uh, uh, amount of research here on the Ben Maller Show. We determined that LeBron will either stay in Cleveland or go to Miami again. That's, that's where we're going, and uh, I'm going to go double down on that. The bottom line, much like all of this, it is a still-developing situation. It's a fluid situation with LeBron. He's heading towards a transition period. In his basketball career, next season he's going to turn 33 years old, which means you are past your prime. In December is his birthday, so when the playoffs come around next year, LeBron will be past his expiration date as an elite superstar player. Uh, Now, it certainly seems right now LeBron is immortal, and he's unrivaled and all that, but nobody can outlast the science, the genetics. You might be able to push back a little bit, But King James is going to become, eventually in the next couple of years, a a peasant compared to what he had been. You know it and I know it. And so if you're going to put all of your chips in the LeBron bag, you got to factor that in. And remember the old saying, uh, every coach in sports, this is a, a, a saying they all have, you do not let a falling star fall on you. You do not do it. And that is a, a situation where you bring in a player like LeBron who might be okay at age 33, but is he going to be okay at age 34 and age 35? And and further on down the line, are you going to be paying LeBron top dollar expecting to get the LeBron of three years ago or even this year, and you're going to get the LeBron on the slope going the wrong direction? That's what you got to factor in. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. This is a great night, Eddie. We got fresh stuff. I had all these other things I was going to talk about, and we were given the gift of a Woj bomb. A Woj bomb went kaboom right before our, we got our, on the I air. I wish
6: I had a, uh, a bomb sound effect to play for you right now. Maybe d We don't G have a play. bomb. Left. There it is. There it is. Yeah. The bomb went off. It went kaboom.
4: And it was a wonderful thing, Eddie. It was a glorious thing, and it kept me from talking about all the other things I had on my agenda.
6: And it's refreshing that no one died, uh, no yeah. one was arrested. That's true. It's, that's usually what we get uh, in these hours. No uh, walk of shame outside a police station, none of that, right? No,
4: no, apparently not. All right, well, we'll take your phone calls. You know the number. You can be part of this if you want to give us a buzz here. A lot of uh, changing uh, developments here the overnight as we've gone on. It started out a speculative report that Phil Jackson could be out, that James Dolan was trying to decide... What was going on? And in the hours we've been on the air, the story has changed, and now it's he's gone. That Jackson's out, and this is just another another uh, mark against the Knicks. The overflow toilet that is Madison Square Garden continuing to back up PCs.
6: Well, very descriptively put. Thank you. Yeah you don't get that during the day. Eddie. No, no, not at all. No. Now, so if this is a mutual parting of the ways, as they are uh, reporting, well, that's what they, they're trying to it. Yes, it yes, yes. Then Phil will be there because it's everyone's happy, everyone's shaking hands. Hey, we're just making a change. Is Phil going to smile and,
4: and tell jokes? Is he going to have jokes? You think he'll be joking around here? Uh,
6: probably not. Probably not. No. Okay.
4: All right. I, I'm going to say. He, he doesn't want to be there, though. Like, if, well, of if he, course he doesn't want to be there. Well, he but if you
6: want to, to sell this, you want to sell this bunch of garbage that they're going to sell everybody, yeah. he, he's got to be there. All
4: right. Uh, I say he's not there. You say he's there. Alright. You say he's going to be there.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's another Ben Maller game. We've endured too many of these. Is ones. it too much? or
4: not enough enough already all right let's do it it is time now for too much or not enough and we'll have a plausibly a good time with trucker joe somewhere in the uh, the streets of, of nashville are you in nashville joe or are you out in the boondocks uh
0: i'm not in the boondocks today i'm actually in
3: uh heading to chattanooga tennessee
4: oh beautiful chattanooga tennessee All right, beautiful all right, well, yeah. uh, Joe, Trucker Joe, good to have you with us here. I want you to win a golden ticket. I'm going to ask you a series of questions on too much or not enough. And every answer is either too much or not enough. Very simple. And if you go five for five, you'll become a legend. And we'll name the game after you for a week. And But all you have to do is get yeah. three out of five right, and you win the game. Okay? Yeah. All right. Here we go, Joe. Good luck. And you can play as well, you listening as you drive around or you listen while you're at work, whatever it brings you to the radio. Here we go. With a home run on Tuesday, Adrian Beltre is now the sixth active player with 450 home runs. Is that too much or not enough? That's Too much. I think it's three. He's going to go with too much. Is he right? That is right. Good job by you. Adrian Beltre is the third active player With that amount of home runs, 450 or more. Albert Pujols, the slowest man in baseball from Anaheim. And Miggy Cabrera of the Tigers is also on that list. All right, you're on your way. You got that one right. Good job by you, Joe. Question two. The Florida Gators became just the second school with a national championship in baseball, men's basketball, and football as they win the College World Series in Omaha. On Tuesday night, is that too much or not enough? That's,
3: that's, that's got to be a not enough.
4: He's going to go not enough. Is he two for two? That's right. Good job by you, Trucker Joe. Not enough. Uh, the Florida is the fourth school to complete the trifecta: Ohio State, UCLA. In Michigan. I'm hearing a lot of ambient noise, Trucker Joe. What's in the background there? What do you have on?
5: Uh, I got you. I could turn it down, though. I got you.
4: Hold on. Oh, no. Turn it up. I- I'd like to hear how we sound. <laughs> you said turn it up? Yeah, turn it up. I'm curious what I sound like. <laughs> there's, like
3: a, there's like a delay.
4: Why would there be a delay? I don't understand why there's a delay. Somewhere I you hear it? Oh, I sound pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now turn it turn it all the way down if you can. That would be. Yeah, just did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen, you're you're doing very very well here, Trucker Joe, and you're on the radio right now as well. You're on a delay, so the cool thing is when we get done, you'll hear yourself on the radio. It's pretty cool how that works. You just as soon, right? as soon as we get done, just turn the radio all the way back up, and you'll hear yourself. It's really Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So you got you to get one more right, you win the game, and let's get to that question number three for Trucker Joe, Mike D'Antoni. Became the fifth coach to win Coach of the Year multiple times. Is that too much or not enough? Mm, 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 mm. This is for the sweep. Let's go with. Uh, oh man, let's go with too much. He's gonna go with too much. Is he perfect still? Is he right? No, ah. the streak ends. The streak ends. He's still doing pretty good. Not enough, uh, Dan, Tony. The Rockets coach, the eighth multiple-time winner of Coach of the Year in the National Basketball Association. Let's move on to question four. This could be it. This could wrap it up right here. You get the golden ticket, Joe. You continue on through Chattanooga. You're good to go. Here we go. Question four. Last season, the Raiders had 94 accepted offensive penalties against them. Is that too much or not enough for the silver and black? I don't know. That sounds all right. Let's go with uh, not enough. Not enough. All right. Is he right? Is it not No, it's no. Oh, oh, we got a no, slump. No. We got a surprising slump. Uh, too much is the answer. The Raiders had 73 ex- accepted offensive penalties, the most by any team since 07. That was another carnation of the Raiders. And it comes down all right, to this. All right. Joe? I'm going to do better. Can you turn the radio all the way back up? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the radio... No, no, no. Danny G's yelling at me. Don't do that. Okay, here it comes down to this. The final question on the Ben Maller show, too much or not enough. This is going to define your day, Joe. This is is game seven of the Stanley Cup. This is game seven of the NBA Finals, the World Series. This is your defining moment for today. Here we go. All right. Blake Griffin has played 70 or more games five times in his career, the free agent of the Clippers. Is that too much or not enough? Well,
3: I think that's
4: too much. Didn't he only play like two full seasons or something like that? You want to go with too much? You you, got to remember who writes these questions. Are you going to go with too much? Is he right? That's a winner! Blake Griffin has played 70 or more games only three times in his career, and that means, Trucker Joe, you get this.
6: I got a golden
4: ticket. I
6: got a golden ticket.
4: Congratulations. Absolutely. You are the winner. You are the winner. And uh, we will uh, give you that golden ticket. Good job by you, Trucker Joe. Be safe out there driving around. Turn the radio up, Joe. You're going to hear yourself on the radio. Turn it all the way up right now.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Attention, everyone. And the password is password. You idiot.
3: Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Meller. All
4: right, let's do it. Here we go. Password. We'll meet our contestants. First of all, from the great state of Minnesota, we say hello to Josh. Hello, Josh. Good morning, Ben Maller. Good morning to you. All right, Josh. You ready to do this? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Tell the guy in Beaver Dam what you do for a living. I'm a forklift operator. Cool. Are you on the job right now? No, my shift just ended about
5: thirty minutes ago. I'm sitting in the car self-medicating, uh shouts out to <laughs> Kool Aid. All
4: right. Well hold on a sec. Whatever it takes to get through the day. Imagine you do a whole shift on a you're a forklift driver and you get off. I need a little medication. At least he didn't do it before work. Uh Michael in Nashville. Hello, Michael. Oh, I've wanted to play this game for so long. Woo! Woohoo! You see that? <laughs> hey, Mitchell, you jackass from yesterday. This is how someone's supposed to be excited to play a game, Mitchell. Did you hear that guy yesterday, Michael? We had this guy Mitchell in Ohio. Yeah. And he was so – oh, my God, this guy's so dull. I guess I'll play. Oh, what a nightmare. Uh, all right, well, Michael, the, the other guy is a forklift driver. What do you do for a living? I
3: still vending machine.
4: Oh, you do? You're the vending machine guy. All right, I'm the vending machine. A extra packages of peanut, peanut M&M's, you know, every once in a while. You know, it happens.
2: The best best seller right there. That's the best kind, yes. Do you get to keep a bunch of the expired, uh, you know, or close to expiring products?
3: I tend to take the things home, Ben, but I don't like to share my dirty business.
4: I, uh, <laughs> I understand. Well, when I was doing a midday show a million years ago, because I've been... I've been sent to prison in the overnights, but when I was doing a midday show, we used to have a guy like you, and he would come by. He was a big fan of the old Ben and Dave show in L.A., and he would give us. And this did not help my uh, my uh, physique because he'd give us all his junk food from the vending machines. It was wonderful. I love this guy, but uh, yeah, it's a little tough on the on the waistline. We know you're
3: pretty. We know you're a pretty stout man, but yes. You're all good.
4: Yes, uh, I can enjoy a good meal from time to time. Okay. Josh, who do you want to partner up with, Josh, on Password? I'll go with the
6: Koopaloo. Oh,
4: Why sure? not? Yes, it's like uh, the white- birds of a feather. H- Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. All right. <laughs> uh, very good. Hold on a sec, uh, Josh and Coop, And then, Michael, who do you want to partner up with, Michael? Got to go with my fellow hockey fan, Eddie Garcia. All right. All right. Uh, Eddie is in. And uh, let's do this. Here we go. Password.
5: Gentlemen, 10 words on the board. We each start with 10 points for each word. For every incorrect guess, we deduct a point. All right, here we go. Josh and Coop, you are up first.
4: Oh, So I get to be the judge. Oh, yeah. this is exciting. Okay, uh, I'm gonna Josh. I'm going to be a good
5: judge. Pick a number 1 through 10. Six.
4: Six? You sure. Got, you got to speak. You, I know you're yeah, high, you gotta, but you got to speak up. Six.
2: six. Okay. All right, yes.
5: All right, Coop, number six.
2: All right, uh, let's go with. Hmm. Take your time, Coop. Don't mind the show. Do-do-do-do-do. Foil. Foil. Foil? Yes, F O I
6: L, foil. foil. 10. No, uh, no, no. Eddie? All right, Michael, uh, you heard Coop's clue. It may or may not help you. He said foil. Uh my password to you is recycle.
5: Uh
3: Wait.
2: Uh, no. Oh, uh, I would get this right. All if right, I Josh, was playing we, I would
4: get this right away.
2: We we got this. We got this here. Oh, come on. I am I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident now. Okay. I'm You heard you heard all the clues? <laughs> Maybe. I'm gonna say can
5: can aluminum.
2: Yeah. Hey, all right. I've heard you could smoke out of one of those. (laughs) That's eight
4: eight points, right, eight points, and uh, we go over to Michael. PSA,
2: (laughs) though, you can, but it's not recommended. It's not good good for your brain, yeah. Yeah, So it'd be wrong. Nice public service announcement. You should
4: not do that. Okay, (laughs) Michael. And you shouldn't eat Pop-Tarts after you do that either, yeah. One through ten,
5: not six. Two. 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 All right, Eddie, number
3: two.
6: E-Z. All right, Michael. The password is crust.
4: Pizza. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Wait. Did you say crust? Yeah, you,
2: you said crust. crust. You said yeah. pizza. Yeah. All right, Josh. We got this. This is where we. This is where we start to put the dagger in. So nine points on the line here. I'm gonna go with wheat. Bread. yeah oh!
4: Wow the forklift driver a 17 to nothing lead It's because he prepared. He's using some it's performance enhancing you. drugs yeah. here yeah. to help yeah. him out. You're listening to password on the Ben Maller show. We've got Josh who's self-medicating in his car. He just worked. A- How long did your shift there, Josh? How many hours were you driving that forklift? It was about nine and a half hours. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Nine and a half hours with the forklift. Now he's doing some self-medication. We All got right. Michael, the vending machine guy with Eddie. All right, Josh,
5: back to you here. One through ten, except for two or six? Uh, I'll go with three.
4: Three. Number three. Okay.
2: And Eddie, uh, actually, no, back to Coop. Uh, yeah, right? Coop-a-loof. Back to Koo. Hmm. Alright, um... a
4: couple
2: oh, ways I can go with this. Oh, 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 I'm going to try, try this one, Josh. I'm going to get a little complex here.
6: Well, oh, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah always <laughs> good when you guys self-medicating. Yeah. No, that. no, it, it it makes us even more complex. Um, follicle. Is it follicle? Yes, follicle. Dirt. No. no. Yeah.
6: All right, Michael, uh, again? if yeah. you know what follicle <laughs> means, keep that in mind if you don't forget it. Uh, I think the, I know what it the is. The password ahead, is uh, shampoo.
4: Air.
5: Yes.
4: yes. yes. it Eddie's on the board.
5: Nice, and it goes back to it's Eddie So nine,
4: right Nine points ready. So it's 17-9. Josh and Koopaloop, the, uh, the weed team, have the lead, and Eddie and Michael, the hockey team, have nine.
5: Okay, Michael, one, four, five, or seven through ten?
6: One. All right, Eddie, number one. All right, um, Michael, the password is rescue.
4: Rescue. Ten points. Um, Take the lead. Five yeah! They take wow. the lead. Wow. They yes. take the lead. Nineteen to seventeen. He
6: shoots his score. We got a
4: good one. Wow, we'll dude. pause for the calls. We'll have the big finish of password. We'll get Cowboys corner the whole thing. But Michael and Eddie take the lead. It's nineteen to seventeen. We're playing password, the word game of the stars. The big finish next.
6: Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network, like our page at facebook.com slash Show. Now back to Ben Maller. And right back to
4: pass where we go. We got the big finish, and we have also Cowboys Corner. we we'll work that in. Michael and Eddie, the hockey guys, have the lead at 19. Michael's the vending machine guy, and the forklift guy, Josh, he's self-medicating with Goop. They trail by two. Two Yeah, points.
5: we got a good one, 19 to 17, and it's Josh and Coop's turn. All right, Josh, either four, five, or seven through ten.
4: Go ten.
2: Ten. All right, number ten it is. Go ahead there, Coop. a tough one. All right, Josh, I'm going to go with, not really, I'm going to go with trend.
4: Fashion. No. Wow. No. Well, who said wow? Is he gonna say wow? No wow. I uh, didn't get it right. Alright, back to you, Eddie.
6: And Michael. I, I said wow. Oh you did? No, you didn't get it right. That was gonna be my clue. Uh- <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> oh, you're screwed down. Yeah. Uh okay. La 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 la. What was your word, Coop? Number ten. <laughs> what did you what was the clue you gave him? I don't want to repeat it. Alright. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> all right. I'm not gonna tell you. Uh Michael, I think Coop said trend. Yeah, he said that. The guest was fashion. My password to you is style.
4: Dang, that's the word I thought it was.
3: Um, <laughs> oh boy. Uh,
4: um, um, we need an answer. Would it? Would
3: it? Would it be like bad? Yeah! yeah!
6: yeah! Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> Yes. it. Yes, it that, would. That's it. We that
4: got to get to Cowboys Corner. So I think that's wow. uh, that's all. Hockey guys rule. Wow, oh. twenty-eight to seventeen, Go Fred, baby. Whoa. Give that guy a gold ticket. Yeah. Wow, uh, good, good game, guys. Good Josh, good game good guys.
6: congratulations,
4: Michael. Josh, you blew a seventeen nothing lead. Josh, I mean that's very Viking esque of you. Bad job by you.
5: That's okay. Good
4: good game. All right. Thank you, Josh. Be careful. Uh, There you go. Uh, Thank you for listening. And, Michael, you're the big winner. Congratulations, Michael, in Nashville. And there it is. Password
0: for another week.
5: That was a good one.
4: We got a good one.